Yo, today's QOT is the biggest part of me you'll never see. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton at SeanCroxton.com. We got Bob Proctor on the show today, and this is actually a very old interview with Bob, and he is dropping wisdom on how to reprogram your brain and how to shift your mindset so you can get what you want and become the person you want to be. And what I love most about this clip is when he's talking about making waves, being different, If you're just blending in, if you're just trying to fit in with everybody else, you're going to get the same results as everybody else. Remember, you are a unique individual. You are a unique human being. You are different. You are automatically different. So there's really no use in trying to fit in and blend in because you want to get different results. Bob Proctor coming up. Nightingale had a great definition for it. He said a person's successful if they know where they are and they know where they're going and they're progressively moving in that direction. He said that success was the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. Anyone that has a goal and they're moving towards it, they're successful. Most people think that you're successful if you have a lot of money. Quite often you have a lot of money if you're successful, but it isn't. I wouldn't say Mother Teresa has a lot of money. Okay. But she's a pretty successful lady. So it's... um, Okay, so that barrier to success... Well, there's a, there's a couple of them. Okay. I think there's two barriers. One is our conditioning. The conditioning that takes place in our subconscious mind from the time we're infants. All we can do is act and talk like the people around us. That's why we learn the language we learned. If there was ten languages spoken in our home, we'd learn ten languages without any trouble. Hmm. There's usually one, and that's the only one we ever learn. And we grow older and we think, oh, I couldn't learn another language. We could learn a hundred if we wanted to. You can do anything. But I think we're conditioned. We have a, a real strong conditioning, usually with not some very good ideas. And then that, that's the, the, the barrier that's inside us. The one that's outside of us is our environment. We have a tendency to act like everybody around us. And if you think about this, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Because if you study statistics, 95% of the people live their entire life and never live the way they want to live. You know that 95% of the population in this country, let's say in North America, the richest continent in the history of the world, they'll work productively, let's say for 40 of their 65 years, and they'll end up with hardly any money. There's got to be something wrong. So there's not much. 5% of the people end up financially comfortable or independent. Are you trying to depress this, Bob? Because that's, uh, no, actually, I think, it's, I think it's quite an exciting idea because, you see, the idea behind it is that anybody can win, anyone at all. But if we start studying these statistics, I think we'll arrive at the conclusion, geez, I better start thinking for myself rather than follow everybody. Most people, they get a job, they look around, they see how everybody else is doing their work, and they start doing it the same way. Mm-hmm. They should stop and think, I wonder if any of these people know what they're doing. <laughs> you know, is there a better way to do it? But don't we have a need to fit in? I mean, we don't want to, we don't want to stand out, we don't want to get fired, we don't want to make waves. Uh, exactly, exactly. Just fall into line, you know, take a number, be like everybody around. <laughs> you know, that'd be great in the animal kingdom. I, 
But human beings aren't supposed to live that way. I think we should make a few waves. We should maybe stand out, be different. Not, not for the sake of being different, okay. but because we are different. We all think different thoughts. And I believe we should start to think and build images in our mind of what we'd like to do and then set out and do it. Okay, Emerson did that, Edison did that, Marconi did that, Samuel Morse did that, uh, Buckminster Fuller did that. We could go on and on and on. Okay. They were different. They stood out. They made a few waves. Okay, you started with, with you saying you, you started with a search for yourself to try to find out more about yourself. Mm -hmm. and, and, and you were somewhat successful along the way. Well, I didn't start out like that in the beginning. I started out I wanted a lot of money. I figured okay. if I had enough money, I was going to cure all my problems. I found that that wasn't true. I earned a fair amount of problems or money, and I seemed to have more problems. <laughs> but I, I uh, after you know, working at this for a few years, I decided that, you know, the real answer is get to know yourself a little better. Okay. And I don't think you have to go off in the Himalayas and become a guru to... Okay. To what, what did you do to learn about yourself? You said you went around as many seminars. I attended as seminars. Okay. I went and listened to different speakers who uh, taught something about the mind. Um, I think the answer is in our mind if we'll start studying and trying to understand our mind. Okay. Let me get, we, let me get back to you if I can. What did you learn about Bob Proctor during that study? Well... I learned that the biggest part of me you'll never see. It's non-physical. And uh, what you see here in the physical body is nothing but the physical manifestation of the higher side of my personality. And of course, that's true with you and you know, Nancy's on the camera. It's true of everyone. Um, and what we have to study, I think, is how does this non-physical part of my mind work? Uh, what happens when I think? Where do thoughts come from? How was this chair built? Somebody had to think. Thoughts are everywhere. And we pull thoughts into our mind and we build pictures or images in our mind. Okay. What we want to understand is that's a non-physical side of ourself that's doing that. If I can build an image of something in my mind, I'm quite capable of building a physical replica of it in my world. So if I build an image of me as a happy, relaxed person, I can live like that. If I build an image of myself as being prosperous, I can become prosperous. So if we think rich, we will be rich. Absolutely. We're already rich, just short of money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, those of us that like to acquire more money and or happiness or whatever we, we see success, those of us that want to reach the goals that we've set for ourselves, yeah. we do it first by... Well, the first thing you do is sit down and decide what you want. If it's money you want, how much money? Lots of money. Well, nobody knows how much lots of is. Okay. So you've got to be specific. Okay. You write down on a card exactly what you want. And you carry that card around and read it often. Now, this is what I learned in this book, Think and Grow Rich, and it's what I teach in the seminars. I'll teach people how to set goals. But you decide exactly what you want. And then you start to think. Now, you're going to have thoughts come to your mind of why you can't get it. Mm-hmm. You have the ability in your conscious mind to reject that idea, kick it out of your mind. Thinking of why you can't do something is never going to do you any good. And keep thinking until you start to think of thoughts of how you can do it. And the way will be shown to you. It comes in the form of images in our mind. Think of how you can and not why you can't. Okay. So our first step is to That's the first goals. step. And think about how we can go about reaching those goals. Exactly. And just think of how you can. Now, I would say before you get into that, you should get a good book and start to study it. 
select a person who is already doing something that you'd like to do. Get to know that person. Mm -hmm. Go to the experts for advice. Don't ask the person next door, your mother, father, brother, or the guy that works beside you, because they don't necessarily know. There's no point in asking a person how to earn a lot of money if they're only earning 10000 a year. They don't know. They knew they'd probably be earning a lot. It's like, don't fair. go to a sick doctor if you want to get healthy. Okay. So you find someone that you can go to for advice. Get a real good book and lock into that book and start to study it. Like, I've had this one that looks like a Bible, you know. But this is Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich. I've been reading this thing now for 23 years. I'll probably read it for another 23 years. I get another good book that I brought over here today. It's called The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. Now, I'm not getting a commission for selling this. The author's dead now. He's been gone for a couple of years. But Dr. Joseph Murphy wrote this book, The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. And that's probably one of the best books that you're ever going to find because you're going to learn something about your mind when you read this book. Okay. Now, I read a lot of books. I've got probably a thousand books sitting in my den at home in my library. But the one that I carry, I carry it everywhere I go and I read it all the time is Think and Grow Rich. I never stop reading it. Now, where's the value for you to reread that and read well, it again? I mean, you must... You must know it well enough that... Uh... I think I could probably recite it verbatim. But the secret is, I once read in a book where it said, when you read a good book through mm -hmm. the second time, you don't see something in it that you didn't see before. You see something in yourself that wasn't there before. You see, when I read this, I create a, a, a greater awareness. Let me just read you one line out of here, two lines. Okay. Hill said, the missing link in all systems of education known to civilization today may be found in the failure of educational institutions to teach students how to organize and use knowledge after they acquire it. He went on to say that we should understand the real meaning of the word educate. It's not going to a brick and mortar edifice for 25 years. That's gathering information. You'll probably develop your memory, but I would question how well you develop your mind. And I'm not against education because I encourage my children to go to school as we know it. Now, he said the word education comes from the word educo. And he says it's derived from the Latin word educo, meaning to induce, to draw out, or to develop from within. An educated person is not necessarily one who has an abundance of general or specialized knowledge. An educated person is one who has so developed the faculties of their mind that they may acquire anything they want or its equivalent without violating the rights of others. An educated person is the one that knows how to go and get what they want out of life. Without being selfish. Oh. In sense, a researcher, somebody who, who, who knows what they're looking for and knows, that, knows how to go about finding Well, I think we should forever be involved in research because learning is a lifelong process. You never stop learning. Education means to draw from within. We're drawing on an infinite source. We've got deep reservoirs of talent and ability within us. We can learn to do anything. We have phenomenal powers. If we used our body like we used our mind, we'd probably just move our little finger. Okay. We, don't, we don't exercise our oh, mind enough. No, no. But we're not taught to. Kids in school should be taught, before the school year ever starts, to sit down. They should be given a blank report card and get them to visualize the marks they want to get and write their own report card. This is before school starts, first week in school. And then the teacher should say, now, I want you just to concentrate on how to get that mark, and I don't want you to think of why you can't. And I want you to form the attitude that you're going to get it. Now, some people say that's not being realistic. That's being very realistic. That's following the success principles that go back 6,000 years in recorded history. 
That's how everything was accomplished. It's, it's not engaging in fantasy thinking, in wishful no, no. thinking, in daydreaming no. we talk about. No. Well, that's where all greatness comes from. Greatness comes from fantasy. I would imagine that when Edison first saw the light bulb, he was fantasizing. But he kept fantasizing, and he built it into a theory, and then he built it into an image, and then he built it into a fact. Ah. I mean, when I was a kid, it was a fantasy to think of going to the moon. Mm -hmm. We've been up there with cars, playing golf. That was Bob Proctor. His website is ProctorGallagherInstitute.com. You can watch today's talk on the YouTube. It is called Proctor Gallagher Institute 24-7 live stream Bob Proctor. So I think they have like a constant looping 24-7 live stream going on. So you can just go to Bob Proctor's YouTube channel and just watch stuff all day. So check that one out. That is it for me. I will see you tomorrow with Dr. Tom Morris. It's a good one all about your imagination because you got to use your imagination if you want to create what you want. I'm out. Peace. Peace.